92.7 WMAY, Springfield's News and Talk. 77 degrees at 640. I'm Patrick Fingston and for Greg Bishop this morning here on 92.7 WMAY, Springfield's Morning News. We're talking a lot today about how the Republican Party got to the place that it's in and how to get out of it, how to save the party, if that's even possible, or do we need a third party? And and I've, I've enlisted some friends today. Uh, you know, I, I, I do a lot of state stuff, but they... Uh, the the fine folks here at WMAY kind of let me do whatever I want to do when I fill in, and I wanted to talk about some national stuff today. And uh, my friend Rick Tyler joins us now. He's an MSNBC political analyst. He uh, is an author. I uh, wrote a great book uh, called uh, "Still Right: An Immigrant Loving Hybrid Driving Composting American Makes the Case for Conservatism." A former uh, Ted Cruz spokesman, Newt Gingrich advisor. Uh, Rick, good morning. Welcome. Good morning, Patrick. How are you? I'm well. It's good to talk to you again. We've uh, it's been a couple of years since you and I were were on the horn doing a an interview, but um, wanted to just kind of get your perspective first before we get into some details. Maybe you know, especially since you have you have experience with the the Gingrich side and the the Cruz side, which has gone off the deep end again um, at some point. What? What has led to the Republican Party nationally seeming to lose this sense of all reality? Uh, it's a good question. It's something I've, I've pondered uh, a, a lot. As you know, I, I was on the Cruz campaign, so we were running against um, Donald Trump. And I, I thought, mistakenly so, that our party would uh, revert to an, uh, an ideological, an ideologically based party that is one that was firmly rooted in a governing philosophy. Uh, and that philosophy for me was a conservative philosophy. And, and when I looked at Trump's record and I looked at uh, what Trump said, and all, it wasn't a conservative philosophy uh, at all. And in the end, we decided to follow a personality instead of a policy-based agenda that would be driven by a governing philosophy, we uh, uh, opted for a snake oil salesman. And the result of that has been clear. Are there, are there things that the Trump administration did well? Yes. Are there good policies that he put in play? Yes, of course. Uh, but it is not based on any, on any govern, governing philosophy. As I point in my book, chapter after chapter, uh, how Trump was 180 degrees out of phase. Uh, the fact is that Trump, in two years, uh, lost the House. He lost the Senate, clearly. There's no question about that. And, and the reason we can say that is because he suppressed the vote in Georgia uh, maliciously and purposefully. He told people not to vote because he said the election was rigged and there was no point in voting. So guess what? Uh, Trump supporters didn't vote in the Georgia two special elections and uh, the runoffs, uh, and both Democrats won. Imagine this. Democrats won uh, two Senate seats in Georgia, a state where Republicans had firmly been established uh, since the late 1990s, uh, because Trump told them not to vote. So we lost the Senate, we lost the House, uh, and subsequently lost the White House. And, we, and our party has spent an extraordinary amount of time talking about relitigating uh, the election, and yet 
they produce no evidence. Sixty court cases have been have been thrown out, and you would have to believe in conspiracy on a grand scale. Because think about it, Patrick. You have about two hundred ten thousand precincts in the United States, and they say that the, the the conspiracy was so big that all of those election officials, all the candidates, and all on all the ballots that were on the ballots in those specific precincts. Remember, candidates vary from precinct to precinct on the ballots. They're printed differently because different candidates are running. And yet I don't see any Republicans say, oh, I lost my race too. I mean, so somehow this conspiracy, uh, they all voted for Biden, but they ended up getting all the other votes right, all the fraudulent ballots, remember. They must have gotten all the other ones' rights because nobody is claiming fraud. There's been no evidence of fraud. And guess what? Elections are not won by talking about the past. They're always won by talking about the future, which is why today we are losing in Georgia the Senate race. We are losing the, the race in Pennsylvania. Uh, Ohio is now competitive uh, because these no, it's are not even competitive. J.D. Vance is losing. I saw the, I saw the polling yeah. last week. <laughs> right. Yeah. J.D. Vance is losing. Herschel Walker is losing. Mehmet Oz is losing. And what do they all have in common? One none of them have experience running for uh, for elections and that's fine we we often we often put people in there who can win who don't have uh, direct electoral experience but all of them were handpicked uh, by Trump whose only policy or only uh, philosophical litmus test is are you loyal to me and will you say that I I was robbed of the election because it was stolen. That's it. And that doesn't seem to me to be a very good philosophy for the Republican Party going forward. Author, analyst, uh, former political consultant Rick Tyler joins us here on WMAY. I, 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 you worked for Gingrich, and, and I think we can all, anyone who's paid attention to politics over the last 20 or 30 years, knows that Newt Gingrich is a brilliant guy and has a... a a million ideas in his head, but also is at times one that you can think led us down this road, especially in 1994, where it was a lot of the bombast. It was a lot of the attacks. It was kind of some of the, the crazy stuff, the name calling the conspiracy theories is, is, is Newt Gingrich more to blame for where we are, or is it something else? Is it is it the Tea Party? Is it Trump himself? I, I like to think of Trump more as a an effect than a cause. I don't think so. The fact is, if you look back at the at the Gingrich years, Gingrich came up with this idea, which was the contract with America, which, by the way, wasn't an original idea. Ronald Reagan had a contract with America, although it wasn't called on, uh, that. And what it did was it had uh, it was geared toward the Senate, and the Senate had a contract, and they had a they had a um, which was a list of agenda items. They said they would pass, and they presented it to the American people, and they did Capitol Hill steps event, just like Gingrich replicated in the 1994 election. But it was all based on sound conservative principles. And remember, the Democrats called it the contract on America. But when you asked them about anything, any item in the contract with America. Uh, they couldn't come up with anything they were actually opposed to with. And in fact, Bill Clinton took credit for 13 different pieces of legislation that all came directly out of the contract with America. So there's Bill Clinton during his re-election campaign and his renomination speech in Chicago uh, in 1996, taking credit for Republican-passed ideas that he signed into law. And guess what? The Democrats cheered. 
The Democrats cheered all these Republican ideas. So I would have to say the brilliance came from getting Democrats to adopt Republican policies and get them enacted into a law with a Democratic president. Uh, that's not happening, happening today. And people would like to blame Gingrich, but I, I, just don't, I just don't buy it. Now, Gingrich and I see, we, we, we don't see eye to eye on Trump at all. Um, but I don't, I don't think, I think what's more, was more upsetting in 1995 was the, the degree the Democrats, we miscalculated how upset the Democrats would be to be out of control because the bombast uh, is clearly shared on both sides. Mm-hmm. And that's true. And, but, uh, and, and it's, I think it's gotten worse even since George W. Bush, where, where Democrats, of course, argued that the election was stolen and then they, they thought Bush was stupid and a warmonger, et cetera, et cetera. And it's all, you know, both sides have gotten worse. I think that's, that's, even though we're talking a lot about Republicans today, I do think that that's a point that we, we need to be made real quick, Rick, before I let you go, the January 6th, um, committee commission, uh, I'm talking to Adam Kinzinger, uh, a little bit later on this morning, uh, who's kind of the black sheep congressman from Illinois, who, who is one of mm-hmm. two Republicans on that, um, that commission, Kinzinger's not running for re-election. He got drawn in with with Darren LaHood, and and I think the writing was pretty clearly on the wall. Liz Cheney is probably going to lose her primary in Wyoming tomorrow. One, is it worth it for these guys? And two, is this commission having any impact on on the public? Um, I. I I don't know. I think it is having an impact, but it's it's mostly. I don't know if it's changing a whole lot of minds, but I do think that history will remember Cheney and Kensinger very well, and I don't think it will remember the rest of the Republican Party uh, very well. Remember, uh, Donald Trump on January sixth was the commander in chief of the United States Armed Forces, and his job is to protect the American people and the American government. He failed in that duty on January sixth, and in fact, he was the commander of chief of the insurrectionist. So the people who breached the Capitol, he was in charge of them. And when he told them to back off and go home, they did, because they listened to their commander-in-chief. And that was one of the most extraordinary uh, dereliction of duties of the three hours that Trump spent dithering, doing nothing, while his own government, and you have to include the Congress in his own government, uh, was violently attacked, and he did nothing. And I think that Cheney and Kensier are out to prove that he is unfit to ever be president again. Uh, I think they've made their case, and now it's up to the American people to decide whether that's they agree with that or not. My friend Rick Tyler here on WMAY. You can get his book, Still Right, an Immigrant-Loving, Hybrid-Driving, Composting American Makes the Case for Conservative on your Amazon machine or follow him on Twitter, Rick W. Tyler. Back with more in a moment here on WMAY.